did she do? Women Jacker. Hello, I am Samsara and you are listening to What Did She Do? Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge this podcast is created in Nam on the lands of the Kulin Nation and thank them for allowing us to tell our stories here. What Did She Do? is a podcast which celebrates the live theatre and events taking place in Melbourne on a weekly basis and features reviews written by myself from my website whatdidshethink.com. Asia Topa is in full swing in Melbourne now and it is also comedy festival time of the year so there is an abundance of theatre taking place in Melbourne right now. Here's a rundown of some of what's happening this week. Hades Fading, Hades Memuda has its last show today. The season was sold out but they have included another run at 5.30 and that is your last chance to see it. I will be giving my review later in the show but for bookings contact lamama.com.au. The importance of being earnest also closes at the end of the week. For more information about this comedy of lies and for bookings, head to malthousetheatre.com.au. The comedy festival show Hot Pants is still on at Club Voltaire. It is more satisfying than the Great Ocean Road. For more information and bookings, go to comedyfestival.com.au. The One Act Play Festival is still on at the Butterfly Club and for information on what's on and bookings head to thebutterflyclub.com. MTC's Torch the Place is enjoying an extended season in the Fairfax studio. The play is littered with Benjamin Law's signature wit. For more information and bookings head to mtc.com.au. The blockbuster musical Billy Elliot is funny, gritty and heartwarming. For tickets and information go to billyelliotthemusical.com.au. On the 4th, La Mama Courthouse presents The Winter's Tale, which is part of Asia Topa. For more information about this fit of wild jealousy, head to lamama.com.au. Fast Fashion is taking over Vanth at Schoolhouse Studios from the 4th as well. And here is a little bit more about that event. Artists are taking on the fashion industry, dumping over a ton of clothing waste in the middle of the Virgin Australia Melbourne Fashion Festival, VAMF. As part of VAMF's arts program, local queer artists are making a statement about the state of fashion. The industry is one of the biggest contributors to carbon emissions worldwide, and Australia is one of the worst offenders of fashion and textile waste in the world. Six tonnes of it goes to landfill every 10 minutes. A lot of it is fast fashion from big brands. From big brands. Of donations to op shops, only 10% get resold. Alongside industry runways at the festival, artists Ten Fingers and famous artist Sebastian Berto will be taking over an old textile factory in Collingwood and salvaging a ton of op shop waste before it heads to landfill. They'll be asking audiences to create outfits from the fast fashion waste pile using whatever is available, hand sewing, safety pins, rope and hot glue. Outfits then get presented on a runway happening every hour on the hour. 
Ten Fingers began creating these interactive runway events after working for years in fashion and seeing firsthand the perils of the industry. Ten Fingers and Berto launched a book from the project at the NGV in early 2019 and have been running the project at different festivals around Melbourne. The project also received grants from Creative Victoria and the City of Yarra for 2020. The dates for fast fashion are the 4th to the 14th of March 2020. The times are for the fast fashion party, it's on the 13th of March from 6 to 9pm and that's a ticketed event. The exhibition is open from 10 to 2 weekdays, that is free. Workshops and runway shows are on Saturdays the 7th and the 14th from 11 till 6 and that is free. And the low sensory crafting day on Sunday the 8th is also free. The venue is Schoolhouse Studios 81 Rupert Street, Collingwood. And for tickets and more information, you can go to fastfashion.com. And finally, MTC opened their next main stage show in the Sumner, Emerald City, on the 6th. This high-octane wisecracking commentary opens on the 6th of March and information and tickets can be found at mtc.com.au. My feature review this week is about the show Hades Fading, Hades Mamuda. Fading Hades Mamuda was on from the 27th of February and it closes today, the 1st of March. It's at La Mama Courthouse. It was written and directed by Sandra Fiona Long. The musical direction is by Ria Samajo. It is performed by Rinrin Kandra Resmi, Siska Guzeng Harp, Heliana Sinaga, Ria Samajo, Wawan Sofwan, Dasep Sumajani, and Godi Sawarna. The set is by Emily Barry and Dedan Jalaludin Bolkini. Costumes are by Emily Barry. The lighting is by Aji Sanjaji. And stage management is by Dasep Sumajani. We often talk about theatre as being a beautiful art form. And in Hades Fading, Hades Mamuda, we get to see this truth at the pinnacle of possibilities. They say that beauty is only skin deep. And if you want to know someone is truly beautiful, you must look into their soul and judge their deeds. Hades Fading is the platonic exemplar of beauty and is showing for the briefest of moments at La Mama Courthouse as part of Asia Topa. An Australian-Indonesian co-production, Long, writer and director, has collaborated with Main Theatre in Bandung to explore the ancient Greek realm of Hades through the story of Eurydice, performed by Sinaga. Eurydice was the wife of Orpheus, performed by Sofwan. She died on her wedding day and her husband, a musician of supernatural sweetness with the talent to be able to persuade anyone with his music, descends into the underworld to try and get her back. Hades? 
played by Suana, brother to Zeus and ruler of the underworld, was not an evil god. He was, however, focused on maintaining balance in the world with a heartless lack of discrimination. Nobody was allowed to leave Hades and return to live above because the world would become overcrowded. An interesting conversation to have in light of our efforts to live longer and the growing world population perhaps. But I digress. Orpheus decides to try and get Eurydice back regardless and charms Hades' wife, Persephone, played by Kandra Resme, who then persuades her husband to let Eurydice go. There was only one condition. Orpheus was not allowed to look back until they were both safe above ground. Typically, he could not trust his wife to arrive, he looked back and she was lost to the living forevermore. In Long's version of the tale, we hear the story from Eurydice's perspective, and I was quite intrigued by her musings as the couples start to ascend. It made me think about how many young brides rush into marriage, in this case enchanted by glorious song and music, and are left to ponder how much they don't know after the vows have been said. On this point, Barry's costume designs are brilliant. Eurydice is dressed in an ornately laced wedding dress of pure white. In Western culture, it is the sign of purity and marriage. In Indonesia, it is the colour of mourning. All the characters wear white in this dreadful, dark underworld. The true message underlying Hades fading are much deeper though. Eurydice finds herself slipping in and out of forgetfulness. She's mired in the shredded remnants of a library and is frantically riffling through old books trying to remember who she is. For Eurydice the books are how we remember and in a world of commentary about fake news she brings us starkly to the realisation that all of history is fake news. As she researches this young bride discovers the texts are contradictory. Was her mother a water nymph? A wood nymph? a flower nymph, etc. None of the texts agree and her confusion is overwhelming. Persephone joins her and tells her about the state of the world above. The seas are bubbling cauldrons of plastic, mountains of concrete and the humans are no more. Eurydice realises her symptoms are part of the disappearance of gods because there is nobody left to believe in them. An old tale but Hades fading takes an interesting turn as we then slip into the story of Orpheus. As ephemeral and delicate and earnest as Sinaga is, Safwan is powerful and hilarious as the self-anointed rock star. Safwan is as seductive in his humour as Orpheus was reputed to be through his music. One of the impressive things about Hades fading, Hades Bermuda, is Long's ability to manage the pace and modality of the performance and the structure has a definite symphonic arrangement. This is not surprising because all of Long's work is intrinsically meshed between text, sound and music. Pair her up with the incredible Samajo and what has resulted is a sonic piece of theatre filled with sounds, music and rhythms which transcend the show into an aesthet's dream. All of the instrumentation is Asian and, in fact, the show begins with harp luring us in like the Pied Piper and the Children of Hamelin or Orpheus and his young lovers, as tales would have it, with a gourd flute. The show is bilingual, and I mean this in a really composite context. Yes, the spoken language of the show is a constant shift between Bahasa and English, sometimes even in the middle of a sentence. The world of Hades is a maze of scrims. It has been ages since I've seen scrims used, and the surtitles are projected through those layers, pushing back through time, just as the story does. Hades fading Hades Mamuda is breathtakingly beautiful, and incredibly haunting as it speaks to forgetting the past and losing the lessons of old, inevitably heading to a future without human life. 
the cast constantly find themselves asking, what language are they using? Caught in a maelstrom of spoken word, music and visual messaging. It makes me think of all the possibilities and information available in a globalised world, which we're ignoring. Indirectly, it also makes me think of our recent bushfires and the offers of our Aboriginal peoples to teach us how to care for and manage this land and our reluctance to hear them. Hades fading, Hades Bermuda is a dream. It is a beautiful dream. It is a nightmare. It is funny. It is hope. It is despair. It is a warning. It is art. And I gave Hades fading, Hades Bermuda five stars. I am sure this happened. I must have been very small. Perhaps it is my first memory. Should I include this memory if there is no other references? The show closes today, but bookings can be made at lamama.com.au. I also reviewed Chook Grass, Are You Ready to Take the Law into Your Own Hands? and Dragon Ladies Don't Weep this week. So head to whatdidshethink.com to hear what I had to say about them. If you would like to comment on this or any of my reviews, you can go to whatdidshethink.com and have your say in the comments section under the review. You can invite me to review your show through the Contact Me gadget on the left of the page. If you want my reviews as soon as they come out, you can follow me by email. Just fill in the field to the left of the review. And now it's time for something special. On Tuesday, I attended the media call for the announcement of the full adult cast of the upcoming musical, The Secret Garden. It included extracts from the show, and today you get to enjoy the amazing vocal stylings of Anthony Warlow, Georgina Hobson, and Rob McDougall. Enjoy. Please welcome John Frost. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Obviously excited about this because because it's a brand new week it's and it's a brand new year and more money. Yes. Yes. Don't spoil the afternoon. I know it's all it's all lovely. And it's a beautiful show and it actually is my favourite of my canon. To, and, and I have been asked you know many many times, what's your favourite show of all the, the big roles you've played? And this. This is it. Perhaps because it came in a time when I was not well. I was yeah. going through my chemotherapy at the time and was performing whilst the story about redemption and there are magic and spirituality. And, uh, and of course, you know, our, our wonderful heroine, Mary Lennox, is a, is a fantastic character who we, we don't really like at the beginning, but she, she starts to warm to her new environment and the people around her start to warm to her and things change and uh, I, I, I've always always loved it and when you asked me if I would be interested of course it took me a couple of seconds to say yes please let's do this I could quote what you actually said oh god here we go remember you said there's no way I'm going to let anybody else oh, that, that's right actually. that's <laughs> what you said enough, I did say that that was only a couple of glasses though yes but wasn't that bottle I've purchased very good I purchased <laughs> I'll check my... In that year, I, like I said, there were two gifts given to me, or well, three really, my, my health. Uh, my beautiful daughter was born the year that we did this show, and of course, Secret Garden was, was the, the theatrical gift. So she's never seen it? She has never seen it. No, that's right. She has, she's heard the recording. Yeah, of course. A little, yeah. Yeah, highlights of, and she's heard that. And the other thing, which is interesting too, uh, I 
I haven't really sung the Lily's Eyes duet since then because when I've done concerts and what have you, I haven't had um, a male companion on stage to be able to sing this, this, this beautiful duet. So during that year when we were doing a few promotional things, yes, I was singing it, but I haven't sung that until now, which is 25 years down the road. And I'm hoping that as I was a, a young, um, brighter you know, singer in those days, that I was something like Pinot Noir. Now perhaps I'm a bold as Shiraz, <laughs> I would hope. Or a bad Chardonnay. Oh, don't. <laughs> to play Lily Georgina Hobson. My brother Dr. Neville Craven will be played by Rob McDougall.
Strange. 
All night we hear her sighs, and now a girl has come who has her eyes. She has her eyes. The girl has Lily's hazel eyes. Those eyes that saw him happy long ago. Those eyes that gave him life and hope he'd never known. How can he see this girl and miss those days? Garden will be open at the Lyric Theatre in Sydney from the 2nd of August and at Her Majesty's Theatre in Melbourne from the 13th of November. For more information, check out secretgardenthemusical.com.au. 
It will be a fun and exciting week of theatre in Melbourne next week and here's just a hint of what's coming up. La Mama is presenting Running with Emus which is a show about refugees, identity and belonging and it opens on the 11th of March. For information and bookings head to lamama.com.au and Cirque du Soleil's Curios, Cabinet of Curiosities where everything is possible opens at Flemington Racecourse on the 12th of March. Details and bookings can be found at cirquedusoleil.com. What Did She Do is created by myself, Samsara. The music underscoring fast fashion is by Embryo. If you like what you heard today, you can leave a tip by following the tip jar link in the show notes. You can support me to sustain this project by becoming a regular financial subscriber as well. Just follow the tip jar link. The site will tell you how. You can get my reviews hot off the press as they come out by following whatdidshethink.com by email. Just click on the field to the left of the page and submit your email address. Don't worry. I won't start spamming you. Also, if you like a bit of fiction in your podcast mix, you can check out my other podcast, Samsara's Dramas, scripts straight from my pen to your ears via an amazing ensemble of actors. Right now, audiences are finishing up a fun Aussie take on the traditional summer Shakespeare, so download and have a laugh. And hey, let's catch up again next week. What did she do?